Click Stuff is brought to you by Lucky Dice Cafe out of Huntsville, Alabama. Check them out at luckydicecafe.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Click Stuff today. This is your host, Daniel Powell, speaking. Just want to let everybody know that Click Stuff is brought to you by TrollandToad.com, where coupon code CLICKSTOFF can get you 5% off your Hero Clicks purchase. Um, our current contest with Troll and Toad uh, ended a couple days ago. I'll be doing the drawing this upcoming week. And uh, we'll be doing a new drawing with them, a new contest with them. Um, with the X-Men set, so looking forward to that. And also, uh, we appreciate anyone that can help support our podcast and YouTube uh, and all of the efforts that we do uh, at patreon.com forward slash clickstoff. Um, dollar and above helps out. Uh, $5 and above gets you into our HeroClix Discord channel um, and where we have the monthly classes as well. Um, so without further ado, joining me today uh, is Jason Alvey. What's up, everybody? I'm coming to you live from the Hall of Armor tonight. Yeah, Jason's in at my house with me. We'll be doing Worlds practice today. Uh, a lot of um, spitballing and team building. Uh, and then joining me on the phone today is Alex Coos. What's up, what's up? So today's episode, we are going to go over team... World, our X-Men previews, um, and kind of maybe some pointers that we found for Team Worlds, um, and then we're going to talk about uh, WWE Pack, and we're going to talk about Constructed Singles Worlds as well. Um, so, let's just go ahead and get started um, with constructed, let's just do constructed team, constructed singles worlds first. Mm-hmm. Um, so the th- thought that I have for this one is, let's just talk about a um, archetype and what it does a little bit, what what team, what what the core of it is, and then what kind of some of the strategies with that team would be. Um, so we'll just round table, I don't know, we'll just do two each, so that'll be six total archetypes, not all inclusive necessarily, but we should include, we should do the top six ones. Um, so Alex, you want to throw out an archetype first? I mean, do I, should I go with the easy one, or, like, the top of the pyramid? Should I start there? Uh, whichever one you'd like to talk about first. Um, I mean, I guess we need to get the big dog out of the way. I mean, obviously the top archetype that people are going into is like a cosmic, cobic, traitor type Co- scenario. Cobic, traitor, unseen, basically? Yeah, cobic, yeah. I mean, the the foundation is cobic, traitor, and then it's whatever else you add is just kind of extra flavor whipped topping on top, but... Sure. That's the That's the major, like I said, the top of the pyramid. It's what... 
it's if you had a cookie cutter build for worlds that's basically what people are going to roll with even though it's not the easiest team to play with but it is definitely not a fun team to play against mm-hmm. um so uh, we've kind of talked about um so at least from a from an overall standpoint we've we've kind of talked about what Kobic trader does by itself um, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's in my last YouTube video. That's uh, the June July prep video um, about you know it's it swaps your items um, and uh, double tokens OMAs right. That's kind of the two big strengths of it. Um, pretty much instantly knocks OMAs out of the uh, competitive scene. Um, but I think with unseen right so the other thing is it plays a suited henchman right i guess that's that's a crucial part of the core too is it plays a suited henchman um so the trick is it'll swap your tas right and then unseen outwits power cosmic and quintessence figures right yep um so i think the the recent development that we had going into worlds and we had this posted in our uh, facebook group was Kobic Trader Unseen Zero Ring um, Poison Ivy's map or any sort of map with an island of Elevated. Uh, so with the Zero Ring you can do, and Trader, you can do six free squares of barrier. Um, well, it's not all free, right? Okay. Well, so I'm sorry, power, six, six squares of barrier a turn. Yeah. Power action sorry. and two freeze, yeah. Yeah, power action and two freeze. So the, the one guy, the, your main guy does a free and then a power, or the power then a free, um, and then trades it off to Trader, who will do another free square of barrier. Um, or he could do a power to, as well. I mean, you could do yeah. ten squares of barrier in a turn if you wanted to. Um but as in the barrier video that I've uploaded, you, that's not sustainable with just two figures. Uh, but you could do it for two turns, uh, which might be all that you need. But so you've got to think about uh, ways to combat this, right? Um, Cyclops is not enough to go onto the elevated. Um, so I think you have to play things like uh, terrains, right? The jet or a doom buggy or one of the two by two terrains um, to block off that elevated. Um, but oddly enough, the the other archetype that's really good right now, Gardner, uh, doesn't quite care about that uh, team too much. Because um, it can still get free attacks off on it. Um, it just it, it just cares about other teams, <laughs> right? It does. Yeah, I mean, well, let's talk about the gardener. Explain. Let's explain how the gardener team. Well, works. let me. Let's we'll go to gardener. Um, but like other ways to just combat the team. I mean, if you're playing like the mystical black item with a tri sentinel, you're not terribly worried about you know you'll do the tri sentinel damage, or black Adam can just bust through it with his free movement and sidestep and get a shot off right. Um, and that's important. I mean, Cyclops is relevant. Uh, multiple attack figures are relevant. Um, Kirk Uhura. Kirk Uhura, yeah. yeah. That one's completely relevant. Um, 
So, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that it comes down to, for me, it comes down to your maps, and it comes down to, like, that small last 10%, last, no, last 5 five to 7.5% of a build, so 10 to 20 points, that you can tweak to make your matchup better against Barrier. Um, I think I've probably been one of the most consistent proponents that Barrier always is there. Um, and that you can just auto-lose to a barrier team if you're not ready for it. Um, you know, whether that's Gordon's, whether that was Green Lantern's, and now the Zero Ring, um, those things exist. Um, and between King's Tomb, Star Trek Underground, Hanging Island, uh, there's a lot of uh, maps that are rather uh, abusive for barrier. So you have to be thinking about maps and barrier placement and just be ready for it so so this is this may be crazy talk here but this does this whole barrier id idea actually make unseen smoke cloud or other characters with smoke cloud somewhat relevant well it depends on who gets to place barrier first right so um I'm just saying, if you went first, you could go over there and smoke cloud the elevated. So right. that way they can't, they can't put the barrier down to begin with. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, so Unseen and Nightbringer and, you know, things like that actually become relevant. Um, I mean, Nightbringer's already relevant. Um, so, yeah, I mean, multiple attacks, being able to bust through the barrier... Um, all of those things are going to be relevant. So I think you've got to be prepped for that going into Worlds. Um, so Gardner. So let's talk about Gardner. Um, but yeah, I like the smoke cloud idea, Alex. Especially Nightbringer or Unseen Smoke. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not suggesting like, alright, I'm going to pack a team with some smoke cloud figures. But if you have Unseen and Nightbringer, I mean, you automatically have some. And I don't know. There may be a call out that has that no. has it aside. I don't know. I haven't actually. I don't this literally no. came to me five seconds ago. No, so. like you've got um, uh, like things like Nightshade, like Nate, uh, Nate White's playing, um, Unseen, and then Nightbringer Ring are going to be your most consistent good figures with um, uh, with a smoke cloud. Because uh, yeah. you just don't want to play a, a bad figure with uh, Smoke Cloud. Yeah, there's no Dust ID, unfortunately. Yeah, no Dust ID. I um, mean, it, it, in a roundabout way, I mean, it's not reliable, but the Batman Trouble Alert, maybe. Yeah, mm. Batman Trouble Alert. Because you have to do it anyway to give him a worse idea token. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a terrible idea, but if it's, you have, like, an extra sideline spot, and eh, maybe I'll do Batman along with Firestorm or something. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Firestorm's still numero uno. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, I like that. So, Jason, yeah, you want to talk about Gardner? So, what's kind of the what's kind of the Gardner build that you've seen? I guess probably what Dustin Cedar's version is probably what's been the most... Uh... I've seen this two uh, two gardeners. No, he uh, switched to the one gardener yeah. version. I haven't seen the. I haven't played against one. So, okay, yeah, I've played against a couple. So it's typically one gardener or two gardeners, a trader, 
and uh, the Nightbringer ring. So, I mean, that's your core. I mean, he was using, like, Double Trader, wasn't he? Yeah, he was using Double Trader. Um, yeah, Double Trader, Double Gardener, mm-hmm. Nightbringer ring. Yeah. Uh, so, you got the Space Gems. You've got... And I played against Tim Bold in the Winamap that I won last week. Uh, he had Double Trader, Double Gardener, Tigra. Um, power to Nightbringer play. ring and um, Q and another equip for Tigra. I don't know, Alex, if you had his build sheet handy. Yeah, that, um, that's pretty. That's pretty much. Well, it. he had another equip. He had a Nightbringer ring and then something else for uh, Tigra. Um, I'd, have to, I'd have to look it up, but okay. Yeah. So, um, whenever you find it, just let me know. Um, so I don't even remember I, I, from that point, but um, I mean something like that's cool. So what that's going to allow you to do is uh, actions after carry, right? right. So it's your uh, it's your Sam Cap. Uh, you carry you equip Nightbringer to say Unseen, or uh, that's what he was. He was just equipping Un uh, Nightbringer. Yeah, Night- Nightbringer. Nightbringer. He was equipping Nightbringer Night- was the only one. Yeah, he was equipping Nightbringer to Tigra. So then you can trader the space gem on a Tigra who has, you know, a twelve movement or whatever crazy that she has. Um, then you free smoke with the Nightbringer ring under Gardener, and then he can make an attack. Uh, um, he'll be eleven for four base because Tigra has empower, and then you've got uh, Perplex on the team, and then you've got um, Q's dice, and then you've got double time gems. Yeah, I really, I really like that team. Yeah, so you've got three probs, a die replacement. Um, oh, he had Q on this too. Yeah, he had Q Prime on there too. Oh wow. Um, then a suite of IDs, obviously, uh, like Beast, Beast, Cyclops, something like that. Um, yeah, Beast, Beast, Cyclops, Rusty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guard, so yeah. Good. Kudos to Tim. I like that build. Yeah, Tiger's just a great taxi for them with a 12-move phase and a power. And a stop click, right? And stop, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, her her a trait doesn't come into play too often on this team. Um, you know what? I guess it does. Because if she rolled a 3 somehow, you can use um, blades on the gardener's attack. Because Blades yeah. is just when you're... No, does Blades require a close combat action? It, a close, it requires a close action. Yeah. It requires a close action now. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. We won't edit that. Just uh, me just spitballing out loud here. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, because you can't Blades with Hypersonic. So, yeah, that makes fine. Yeah, Dan's During a close action. Robot. Huh? There's not, it says you're not an infallible robot. I'm not an infallible robot yeah. most days. Yeah. Um, no, I just got excited for a second. So uh, yeah, something like that. So Gardner, Gardner has a pretty good time being able to um, close attack that team, especially with the two Gardners. Uh, and then obviously Gardner can do his um, uh, free uh, smoke at, or free hindering at the beginning of the turn. Um, and he has no line of fire restriction on that, right? Right. Yeah, but now the Nightbringer smoke, he does. He does, yeah. So you have to be able to find a way to pop a hole into their, um, pop a hole into their um, barrier and then pop the Nightbringer smoke. Um, and then you're rolling on, you know, um, what's her name? 
Kobik's big defense or unseen's big rollout, um, or just punch Trader right and knock him off of his um, uh, switch ability. Yeah. So I mean, if you if you have Trader with his zero click, which he will be right, you know, it's going to take one, two, four to knock him off, which that team can do. So knock him off his trading ability, and then their barrier ability goes down a lot. Um, so on that team, it's pretty much open up a line of fire to the barrier team. Um, now, how do you combat uh, this particular team of Tim's that like what Tim played or what Devin won Canadian Nats with or what uh, Dustin won in Texas with? I, th- I think it's pretty much the same thing as the typical elders, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot it for six. Six, yeah. Um, now, again, Uni can do that. Gene can do that. Cyclops can do that. Um, you know, lots of things can do it. Because um, Gardner, he gets to make his free attack um, all the way down to his last click. But now Gardner does take one less click. He only takes five oh, straight yeah. through. So that's something to be... Um, something to think about. He does get his special attack power one more click, typically more than the other... Yeah, he has four clicks of it. Yeah, he gets his special attack more than the other um, <clears throat> elders do. At least the ones that are typically played. I guess Collector gets his the whole way too, but... Yeah, I would say one downside to this team is the lack of any sort of retail outside of Q's weird type thing. Like, there's just not a a, a retail where I, I'm not. I might hesitate to run up and just smack your figure with my main figure because I'm worried about a retail. This I could just, if I could get to you, I could go ham. So yeah, it just depends. Yeah, Tim played like the uh, Stark Tower map to protect his move up pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no leadership on this team, right? Yeah, but all your attacks are free. Right. So you're not making a lot of costed actions, really. Um, yeah. But, like, um, Devin's team and Dustin's team have Groot and Flora on them. Um, so there is retail and leadership on their teams. Um, so I've seen some versions of the team with... Um, you know, shade the changing girl. Um, so I don't know if I'd call that a third archetype. So I think the third op- archetype that I'll lead into here is the um, what? Let's just call the Mangog bait. Is that a fair way to put it? Now there, there's two ways to do that. Um, there's the Kobic Trader give you Mystics version with uh, Sheriff Strange. That one's pretty straightforward. It's a typical Kobic Trader team with Sheriff Strange or some other mystical piece. They switch, give you mystics, shoot your piece, Mangog comes over. Yeah. Easy peasy, Mangog breezy. <laughs> um, now the cosmic version of that's a little bit different. It's got what, Lord Chaos and Master Order? Well, you can do the Lord Chaos and Master Order version, um, but also something like uh, Shade. The Changing Girl, yeah. uh, if that team can win map, um, she voops all the way over um, and then just kind of makes you wait to hit, right? So if you don't hit her and kill her with like an ID card that can get off the board, 
which he's got an 18 defense, six clicks. The special shape change that can make you punch yourself. Um, and, you know, 40-point uh, IDs that she can call out turn two. Poison, perplex. Um, so they bait you with the shades. Uh, you either have to kill them outright with an ID card, which you got to be real careful on how to do that. Um, but if you're because if you're not careful and you mess up, Man God comes over and promotes on you. Um, I would say that that version, the Shade the Changing Girl version, relies more on Man God promoting than say the uh, Sheriff Strange version of the team does. Um, although both of them can do fine without it. Um, I think Shade is just more adept at helping Mangog promote because she gets so close to the starting area so quickly. Um, is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, You're going to have a bad day if that happens. Yeah. So, um, what are your thoughts, Alex? Anything to add there? So I think another Mangog team that you'll see him on, that it, I don't know, I mean, he's not the main focus of a Minions of Thanos team, but he's enough there to be a threat. Right, yeah, so that's perfect to go into our fourth archetype, would be the Minions of Thanos team, uh, made popular again by some guys in uh, Texas. Um, so that, that team build is going to be Ultra Chase Thanos at 160, uh, Prez Rickard at 35, Isaac, and Mangog. Mm -hmm. So Mangog's at a 22 defense from all of the perplexes. Uh, that would be Screet, Thanos, and Isaac. Um, it's got the Pogs from Isaac to do Barrier. Um, so that team's kind of shoot Mangog first and hope you hit, right? Throw out your 14 attack, um, 14 attack uh, Cyclops and uh, hope that he hits. Yeah, it's it's one of those teams. If you're going against, it's you got to sit here and figure out all right, who am I going to actually try to attack? Because Thanos, obviously, he gets a little nastier as you go down his dial. The Ultra Chase Thanos is who we're talking about. Yeah, um, he gets a little nastier as he goes down. His first click is probably one of his. You you ideally probably want to be on the second click, not the first click. Um, so you hit him, and you potentially only get him to his third click i mean that's still a good click for him and then isaac you could try to go for isaac but if you get him to a stop click he pops out all his pogs so you got to go for mangog who like you said is going to be at a ridiculously high defense so it's it's one of those teams that it's going to be a pain to go against but at the same time that team doesn't deal a ton of damage it is a slower play you're gonna go to time type matches typically right because you're gonna have uh what is it uh the barrier pog keeping yourself protected and keeping prez protected and that sort of thing yeah and you're hoping to hit on some of your pogs and some of your id collins and i mean thanos can go out there but with all the retails out there in the world he's less likely to just go crazy and he doesn't have a move power so he's gonna have to rely on the tk pog from Isaac to really move him around, um, so it, it's it's going to be a it's a popular team, um, and uh, the guys out of Texas, like Kenny Minks and Matt Donham, they're the ones who really kind of shepherd this build in with their recent wins down there. So 
you're definitely going to see it. I know some people were playing it in Huntsville the other day at the Lucky Dice Regional, I think. So it's it's. I'd say this is probably up there at the top of popular teams that you're going to see. Right. Uh, I mean, and then you just got your standard sort of well, not your standard, but your Ultra Chase Thanos Cosmic version, mm-hmm. uh, which they're trying to bait you um, with uh, stealth. Or I'm sorry, try to bait you out of stealth so Unseen can outwit your stop click and you get blasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanos perplexes you down, removing your protected outwit. Unseen outwits you, and boom, you're dead. Um, now, I will share this because I want somebody to do it. I want somebody to play Ultra Chase Thanos with the improved targeting ring. No, you don't. You don't want someone to play it, but uh, no, if you I do. are playing it, <laughs> I do. I'm not. I'm not playing it personally. No, I mean, I want someone that has a, you know, I don't know what to call it the 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 ability to recognize that that five points changes the Thanos matchup completely against the Nightbringer ring, because yep. if they have five points to negate the Thanos matchup, then Thanos has five points to negate that matchup now sure he loses his ego gym and sure he doesn't get the soul gym but he's able to do stuff more yeah. so than just saying well i can't attack because i don't i can't ignore stealth yeah and basically every team nowadays has unseen so if he has that ring he basically all right i i can see unseen now and stealth flex him down my unseen i'll outwit him all right that's going to be a dead unseen yeah, correct, right? Um, so, I mean, or just anything randomly with a Nightbringer ring. It could be a Gardener, right? Gardener could pop smoke yep. underneath of him against Ultra Chase Thanos. Um, so, I mean, that to me is the one weakness of the Ultra Chase Thanos team is the fact that they aren't playing the improved targeting ring and just foregoing the Soul Gem and... Um, uh, ego gym for for a turn for a round. Um, otherwise, it's just kind of an I'm not gonna say an auto loss because that's not fair, but a really hard time. I mean, you could just play it. You don't have to use it. It's right. just there if you need it. That's right. Exactly. I mean, if you don't have it, just have just somebody pick it up. Break glass in case of emergency. Right. Or yeah. just give it to Isaac. Or um, give it to. Uh, I don't know, unseen. I mean, yeah. he can double stack rings. Just have him, just have unseen pick it up and hold it, right? After he gets equipped with the Remaker ring. Um, I mean, so totally that's a thing that can be done without a big deal. Another threat to keep in mind against that Thanos, that Thanos, like we said before, this Thanos has mystics. So you gotta be careful with that with going against Mangogs and other stuff. So you just call something out, pop Thanos real quick, take the Mystics, and there you go. Yeah. Right. I mean, now, to be fair, it'll kill whatever Retaliator comes over, but, it, you know, that Retaliator could die. Yeah. that Retaliator can hit other stuff, but... Sure. Sure. So, um... So we covered Thanos. We covered probably the biggest cosmic teams. Um... We want to talk unthemed a little bit. 
Well, we have to talk about the big green machine, right? Starter, I agree. starter Hulk. Well, I was thinking like Starter Hulk and Vulture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny. I was thinking Unimind. So, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's it's. I'll say this right. I mean, I'll probably get flack if I don't mention it because I'll be playing Uni. Um, Uni just comes down to: Can you get to him? Can you pump three attacks into him and bust him? Um, all the while knowing that on the other side of the table, at least me, me personally, knowing that I have a thousand hours into uni. Now, that's not I do not want to say that I'm smack talking or being um, any sort of um, pompous in this scenario. Um, but uni's dial is what it is. You know, you have to hit him once off of Invincible, hit him again to a stop click, and then bust him. Um, with good attack values, getting through shape change, super senses, and a high defense, and stealth. So, it's a tough nut to crack, but you have to crack it while not having a bad matchup with these other things we've talked about. Yeah. Because if barrier, if the zero ring just locks your piece out of the game, well, that kind of sucks, you yeah. know. If uh, if Kobic Trader locks down your OMA, because so you can't go kill a Groot on Uni's team, or a Groot, you know, you lose and you don't get to that table, then, you know, that's a problem. And uh, you know, we were talking about archetypes and. The uni team itself, while it is an archetype, it, I think PJ mentioned this before. Like, it's just he's just not a sexy pick anymore, just because he's been around forever. Like, he feels like the figure that's been around the longest, because he's, yeah, I mean, he has. Yeah, he has. <laughs> I mean, other than say, you know, Chase Green Arrow, um, but Chase Green Arrow was, you know, on the ID card for so long. Yeah. Um, so it's a sexy pick, or it, I'm sorry, it doesn't feel like a sexy pick. And right. so you're most likely not going to see it as often, but you should prepare for it. You're not going to face Dan every time. Like, he's not going to be the only uni player, but at the same time, not every uni player is going to be Dan. So it's kind of one of those, you got to prep for it, um, but you're just not going to see as many as you used to. Yeah. No, exactly. So, and again, that's not tooting my own horn. I mean, facts are facts of how much I've practiced uni. Um, and, and I'm not an infallible robot, right? Mm -mm. So I make mistakes too, um, which I'm trying to work around. I always try to work around that. So, um, I mean, that, that's pretty much it with uni is, you know, it's how do you get the points and into your favor with uni um, all the while he's going 14 attacks, 6 damage at you with Psyblast, and 2 targets, and Mind Control, and Prob, and Change Change, Super Senses, super poison. poison, Stealth, um, all these, not all at once, obviously, but all these different options that he has, and plus he's got a Lockjaw or an Unseen, or a couple of Qs, um, backing him up. Um, so... You know, sweet ID cards, Cyclopses, all this crazy stuff, right? Um, so, <clears throat> if anyone wants any advice on how to beat 
me playing uni, they're free to message me. I'll be glad to talk about it with their team. Seriously, I'm not even saying that in a joking way. I'll be glad to talk about it. Um, but to the other green machine, the unthemed version, mm-hmm. um, Starter Hulk and Vulture together. Um, this feels kind of like um, Pat's team that won Nats. Um, so two big attackers, right? Um, Ock Arms on Vulture and probably Exospecs on Hulk. Um you know, Randy Carter has piloted this team to some some success recently. Um, it's got a Mr. Oz, so that slows down a lot of the other the teams. Um, bunch of Perplex. It's probably going to hit. Probably a Colonel Poison. Is so he using Korath on this team? No. No. So, I mean, we can talk about the whole Korath version. Yeah. Um, so, um, how do you combat... Hulk and Vulture together, or even Vulture by himself, like someone like uh, Emily's team. Um, I think you have to have a plan to steal the Ock arms. Um, you need a map, I think, that you want to face him on, and you want a map that you're prepped to face him on. Um, I like that. Because you're probably going to win map. Probably going to win map. If you're themed. If you're themed. Yeah, if you're themed, you're probably going to win map. Um, You could not, but you might. Yeah. You probably will. Um, uh, You know, barrier. I think the barrier teams have a pretty good matchup against him. At least being able to barrier on some map, advance, and then alpha him back. Um, just depends on, you know, are they within line of a Cyclops call-in or something like that. Or maybe that's a turn that they do the 10 squares of Barrier before they move up. So, like, Barrier with Unseen, Barrier with Traitor, Space Gym up with uh, um, Kobik or something. You know, do the two turns to get everything switched that away. Um, you know, that's a hard team, right? I mean, obviously a lot of people weren't prepped for Pat's version with Hawkeye and Hulk. Or Hawkeye and Vulture, so um, you know it's a it's a rough matchup. It's all about surviving one round. If you can somehow make it where he doesn't obliterate you once first turn immunity is gone, then yeah, you've got a chance. Because if he could just make it a like if you cannot stop his team once that immunity is gone, then you're going to be for a rough go because he'll yeah. be all up in your face. Yep. Yeah. Jalapeno. Jalapeno. And Mystics isn't going to help you. Nope. Yeah, Mystics isn't going to hurt you, help you with the new ruling that he can restack every turn. Uh, Vulture can restack his active triggers every turn, essentially. So can Hulk. Um, so, I mean, Hulk, I think, is a little bit more easily stopped. But if Vulture comes in and is like... I destroyed 70% of your team, and then here comes Hulk to finish it out. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it all depends. Um, Yeah, it's it's not hard. It's not easy to survive that. It's not easy to survive it, but if you can survive it, then you likely win. Yeah, Um, they're not horribly hard to kill if you can get through that to begin with. Right, yeah. So, like, Orange Cube on Kobik, maybe... Um, you know, um, 
Colossus call in, maybe. Um, Professor X, if they're not running something to give them Battle Fury. Yeah, if they're not running Colonel Poison, Professor X or Shape Change is fairly reasonable. Um, Q on some of these teams will be... Yeah, Q and Trey Lane will be useful. Um, Although I don't think that that's a hard counter because I don't think that Q is that good yet. It pains me to say that because he is good, but I'm just... Jay wants to be on um, soon and talk about Q, so I won't won't bag on Q anymore tonight. So do we need Um, to talk about the fact that he can... But but come up recently with he can replace his replace the dice. Well, I mean, I think I think now. yeah, we just everybody missed the ruling in the rule book that says once all dice rerolling is done, um, Q's replacement comes after probs. So if Q replaces you, you can't prob it anymore. Which so if you dumb, if you want to, I mean, it's in the rule book. <laughs> I know, but we just so, nobody's apparently just nobody knew that until now. Yeah, apparently <laughs> nobody just thought about it. So. Which, I mean, keep in mind with the Hulk and the Vulture teams, their attack is going to be so high, unless they rolls a die with a 1 and you have a 1 on Q, they're probably still going to hit, even if you have, like, a 2. Like, even if they roll a 3, Vulture and Hulk is probably still going to hit. That's very possible, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that you're helping is being able to roll out. Uh, of super yeah, senses super and, sense. uh, and yeah. shape change, yeah. You can't do shape change, but or, yeah, super uh, yeah. senses, yeah, for Sorry. sure. Yeah. Um. So, uh, there was one other unthemed one I wanted to talk about. Um. Now my my thoughts are leaving me. Um. Well, while he thinks about that, um. Let's go to Jason. Jason, is there any hope of seeing any sort of X-Men team? Man, I don't. I think it's an uphill battle, man. <laughs> I really do. They haven't got any help at all. It's on the horizon. I mean, they've, they've got some new call-ins now, but it's not enough. Like, the Wolverine Swarm, has, it's, it has so much trouble with mind control. And right now, I think, and, and stealth is a problem for, like, any your, most of your ranged pieces that are on that team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they can still win games. Don't get me wrong, but it's gonna. I think you. I think it's gonna be a hard time if you're gonna play that all day at Worlds. I think you're gonna. Mind control is really prevalent right now. Yeah, yeah. And they don't have a good way to get through something like shape change on Kovic. Uh, I mean, it's not always gonna. They're not always gonna roll that. But I mean, if they do, you're just out of luck. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to X Men Swarm would probably be a bit better. Um. If the Joker's gas canister hadn't retired, yeah, you could put that on a Wolverine, yeah, and go through that, and you still got super. Sen- you know, Cyclops is great against the super senses pieces, but then you pack a shape change on top of it. You're, it's just, it's just tough. They got a lot of good tools that are going to be legal, but they're not going to be legal for worlds. Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk about that with X Men here in a little bit. I mean, I would say we will talk about that with X Men during our set review. Um, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I've tried it. I mean, it's, it's not the worst thing ever, but it's, it's not easy. Yeah, which is, which is a real shame because this could potentially, most likely, be the last worlds that Xavier School is legal. Uh, yeah, it will be the last worlds that Xavier School is legal. Yep. 
I mean, they're going to retire at, at uh, what? Uh, It'll be June, June July first, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, right after Worlds, right? I mean, after Nationals, right? So, yep. so, so they'll I mean, have they'll have one more hurrah in, at Nats, but yeah. And there's like I said, there's a lot of good stuff coming to help that team out in this set. Um, but that, but I don't, we don't want to get into that at the moment. But yeah, it's just it's not it's there's nothing right now that's just putting them helping them out a whole lot. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, and to be fair, we've practiced that quite a bit, right, Jason? Yeah, we have. Um, so. Now, real quick, are we still talking about archetypes? Because are we going to mention the the mystical teams we got rolling around? Yeah, I mean, in the I, background? Can't, I can't think of one of my the, the last. I mean, there's other archetypes, right? Um, you know, there's still the OMA. There's the like Black, Black Panther, Infinity Black, Pan- Cop. Black Panther, Infinity Cop. We talked about that last episode as being probably the cheapest meta team. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Um, With those new forty point IDs, the cop can call out. Yeah, you know those are all good options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can play like uh, Psylocke, Beast, Kitty yeah. Pride. Well, you can, you can play like uh, Beast. I was thinking something like uh, Beast, Kitty, Venom symbiote. Yeah, um, and probably be fine. Uh, with that team, um, Star yeah. is still out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah. There's a lot to talk about, right? Like, if I was to just go rapid fire, right? I mean, we didn't even mention like astronomer, right? Like, you know, astronomer shoots you for a bunch of damage. Um, he's a giant turret. Avoid the giant turret. Um, Black Adam, got tons of mobility on Black Adam. Um, like I said, George took me to the limit in the Tuesday night win a map with uh, Black Adam. Um, you know, Sheriff Strange we've already talked about, right, as being able to uh, Mystic's piece. Tri-Sentinels. Uh, Tri-Sentinels are going to be huge, right? Now, the, the Tri-Sentinels comes into play is that it is it good enough against other teams because it just has a fantastic zero ring matchup. Um, if they ever make barrier, and then you're going to play a zero ring on a tri sentinel team, most likely, uh, so that you'll have your own barrier. Um, mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to blow up barrier. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, I think you've got to just practice your maps, practice your placement, um, and that sort of thing. Um, I could probably look at. Let me see. We've talked about Regenesis like at length. Um, so what I would say, uh, if I think about Star Trek, if, so if I think about the Q, and I don't want to talk about Qs too much because I want Jay back on to defend the Qs. Um, I think there's too much Kobic Trader to run the super rare Q. And the same idea with running 175Q. Um, I think 30-point Q's, again, good and bad. Good and bad. Um, oh, the other unthemed I want to talk about before we just list off some of the other ones. Uh, the Daredevil piloting the Batwing team of Dustin's. Oh, with the uh, Elseworlds Robin uh, chase? Yes. So... Hmm. He pilots it, flies it into the boxing ring, um, flies it back out, blowing up the Batwing, um, pushes Daredevil onto Perplex. He calls out, um, but but well, he he calls out and pushes 
Or he takes the damage from... Um, the, the vehicle blowing up. The vehicle yeah. blowing up, right? Depending on how that rolls. Uh, literally, depending on how that rolls. Um, then it's got like triple poison at that point. Because it uh, Daredevil can poison, the ID card can poison, and then it punches with like three perplexes. Like uh, Robin has perplex, Daredevil has perplex, and then there's still a lot of points left on that team for another perplex. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Groots and all kinds of stuff. So it's kind of like a Sam Cap team, which you're blowing up your vehicle to do it. Um, so mystical teams that don't die teams like uh, Lobo and Daredevil Devil. together. Um, I think that those things come down to you just got to keep attacking it. Yeah, you just have to keep plugging at it. Yeah. yeah, I mean you'll get your walking woods most likely. A lot of those teams don't fill up starting areas. Uh, if they have objects, blow them up that you can blow up like a Venom Harness or a Symbiote. Um, you determine where you can get the points and get the points. Yeah, get those easy uh, points. And yeah. then once the retail's gone, um, if they have too much retail, you're likely fine to get enough points and just like perplex down damage on like say a Lobo or something, um, to where you just can't do any damage. Um, that um, I would say that was kind of a note that I had for my Gen Con regional. Uh, I negative two'd uh, Uni's damage and his attack. Uh, to prevent a mind control on an off turn, because <laughs> my unseen was still left, so he would have had to crit hit and move and hit a lot of stuff to make it make uh, unseen be able to die. So, uh, yeah, so perplexing down somebody's damage if they're out of IDs and they're only down to a piece, just triple perplex down the damage, easy peasy, I think. Um. But yeah, so it's like uh, dupes, dupes, daredevil, lobos, uh, a lot of don't die stuff. Um, what other archetype stuff do we want to talk about? That was a lot. That was That's a lot of stuff. That was forty-five minutes ish of archetype stuff. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's other stuff that I've I've heard of, but I don't know if people are playing it a lot. Like. Well, like the Falcons with the uh, Infinity, the Pick of Power Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, uh, not a lot of people are playing it. It hasn't had much success. I've seen it played. I haven't seen it played much, but it sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, Collector's still a thing. Yep. Um, I don't know, Alex. You got anything? Other well, archetypes? Scott, Scott played what two astronomers? Scott Crampton played two astronomers and a vulture. Another yeah, like mixed type team. Yeah, I mean that's the same thing. Kind of concept as Pat's yeah. Nat's yeah. team. Um, you know, just avoid the turrets. It's unthemed. There's, you know, if it's unthemed and there's a big giant astronomer, like realize the TK range, then the other range, and avoid it. Um, and I think you'll be fine. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it. I mean, I mean, there's obviously going to be some random teams that come out of the nowhere, kind of like Patrick's team. Um, but that's pretty much what you need to prepare for. I mean, Kovic Trader is kind of the main one. If you're not prepared for that, 
you're gonna probably have a rough go at worlds even even if you have the luck of the draw and don't see a single one all during the swiss matchups you probably will at the cut <laughs> so you gotta prepare for Kobic trader and then thanos and all the other ones we mentioned but those are pretty yeah. much the main ones i would say that you you need to at least have mentally prepared all right what is my team doing against these matchups you don't have to build your team specifically for each individual one but you have to have a mindset of all right i'm putting my team down and i am seeing a gardener trader team what am i doing in this matchup mm-hmm. yeah and absolutely. that's it's all mental games it's all mental games yeah absolutely um so um let's go through um x-men a bit and from the perspective of team worlds now what what i find interesting about this set and team worlds is um we only have like two days that wednesday and thursday to determine distribution of the set um, how, like how many super rare colossals, how many chases and primes there are in a brick and a case. Um, to me, that's always important um, in figuring out um, what you can look forward to in a team sealed. Um, so yeah, yeah. The only thing we have to go off right now is Scott Porter's brick, which. Everyone brings in the question, the the distribution of that. I think the distribution is normal. I think what he gets is WizKids knows exactly what he's getting, gives them normal distribution, and then all the other previews we get, they've had these Scott Porter videos forever. So I'm guessing they're looking at those Scott Porter videos and being like, all right, here's all the other figures we're giving out to previews. So his distribution was great, I thought. Like... The prime, the primes that aren't primes, but because the the B numbers in the set don't have the prime ring, and I don't think they have the prime rarity. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I think they're just I, unique, like Sabretooth. Yeah, instance. I think they're unique, but I don't think that they'll be at a prime rarity level. So right, they're they, like the danger room constructs. Right, because we have the primes in the colossals. But right, there's not right. primes in the minis. Now there are, there are bees like like we said. The no, no there is there is prime minis as two. But no, what I'm saying is I don't think they take the rarity like the slot. Right. Like right. it's a prime figure. It is a bee figure, but I don't think it's considered as far as distribution go a prime. Wait a minute, is it morph prime? Yeah, morph's a prime. But I, I know what he's saying. The B yeah. the B side of like the danger room. Right, right. Or that or yeah. Two, three. The, the, I'm pure, talking purely the danger room ones. Yeah. Morph so, is the only one that isn't, I don't think. So, I think if I was to build up what we see typically for worlds um, in general, um, you know, so where are your value pieces in each rarity? Um, so let's just go through commons real quickly and talk about value pieces to look out for if you pull those. Um, I'm liking Scanner. Uh, printed prob is always great. Yeah. Um, and then they, I mean, she has some good traits. She creates progs. Um, tons of tons of value there. 
Um, but Beast with that plus two perplex. Beast, fantastic with the plus two perplex. Obviously, we'll be talking about him for constructed. Um, uh, common Wolverine, probably not. I don't think there's a ton of shape change in stealth, is there? Right. Yeah. yeah. For com for constructed though, yeah. Yeah, for constructed, yeah. But uh, Beast, I do like him. Uh, he's probably going on your X Men theme team. Um. And there's obviously pieces here we're still missing, so just go ahead and chime in at any point, Alex. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep talking. Yeah, I mean, while this is an X Men set, you have a ton of acolytes and Brotherhood of Mutants, so you might be tempted to make some sort of theme team out of that. So you've got the Common Magneto that has the leadership, and the TK, which he could potentially, I think he could potentially use TK again at no cost, depending on how you roll. It's a uh, once per turn when Magneto uses TK. After resolutions, roll a D6, 5 through 6. Choose one. Remove an action token from a character placed by this TK. Or he can immediately use TK at no cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So having that sort of mobility... He's 75 points, but having that sort of mobility is pretty good in sealed. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, and then, like you said, the B-side... Like, I don't know, depending on how common or uncommon or rarity of those B-side Danger Room constructs, you could probably get a SEAL team full of Danger Room constructs. Kind of a don't die. Kind of a don't die. You don't know, do much. Does it just kills a one or just kills one piece on the opposing character SEAL team. And, I mean, that's fine, right? That's probably fine. Yeah. Um, as long as you win, that's what matters. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, wins matter, but points do matter. Yeah. But, I mean, if your team all goes 2-1, and one, you'll make cut. Um, at least with the past experience at the past two Nats and at Worlds. So, wins still do matter. Um, so, Yeah, I, th- I think the commons in general for this set, because we do know all the commons, um, they're, they're not, I mean, they're not amazing. Yeah, there, there's, really there's like just a power a, common, right? Like, yeah, it's, there's just a couple. There's that no, are there's neat. no uh, Deadpool cable, or there's no. Um, I, don't I mean, know. there is a Deadpool, and he's terrible. No, I mean like the <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> like cable. the power level, the cable. Or like, I know yeah. what you mean. I, was, yeah. I happened to be looking at Deadpool and thinking, "Wow, this is this is one of those figures you pull in your booster, and you're like, ah, okay, this is going over here." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you're playing him, you're probably already screwed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so, I mean, if you're just looking, I don't know, like the most offensive one seems like Wolverine with that 12 attack, and then you're just hoping to roll good on blades. And maybe if you pull a bunch of Wolverines, you could run a Weapon X team with Deadpool. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's what you want to do, but okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's, you're having. That's a your. Good, that's your third team. I don't think you're having a good time there either. Mm-hmm. Um, having your maps with you at Worlds, Team Worlds, is going to be important. Yeah, bring your maps. Don't show up without a map. Well, if not even that, of... but just be prepared. Well, the reason I say that is because we had some people show up at Gen Con, I think, for that 2v2 team right. sale, and they didn't even know to bring maps. Right, yeah. You've got to bring your own maps. Yeah, They're not provided. And bring multiples yes. of the main maps. That's the big thing, because you'll show up and be like, all right, I got my mock time, and everyone's like, oh, crap, I don't have mine. 
So it's like, well, there's only one of us <laughs> that could use this one map. Yeah. So, so bring your mock times, bring your all your other main set maps. Um, try to have two or three copies of it so you can share with the with the class and with the team. Yep, exactly, exactly. And it's going to be at a hotel, right? So you should be able to run in and out fairly quickly um, to put away your extra maps. So bring in your maps. Mm-hmm. Um, you should and just know what you're going to bring ahead of time, though. You should, you but should a lot of these map. teams, right, you should have about five or six maps that you're pretty prepped with. Um, but anyways, uh, let's just go to Uncommons of the mini side. Um, I think Cyclops is fine. Um I I think I'll just go ahead and say this, right? Because I'm kind of like struggling a bit on this review. Is I think a lot of the teams are just going to be the big figures. They're definitely the best ones looking at so far. I I was actually going to say this, and I didn't know when to chime in. I think if you're honestly building teams, you start with the Colossals. Right. And work your way down from there. Yeah. So I haven't seen a standout regular size figure yet that's better than those. Let's just, let's just. Stop with the uncommons, right? And jump to the big figures, because I'm about to like just bleed my eyes out looking through some of these little figures. Um, I'll just wait till you see the long dials of all the colossals. No, <laughs> scrolling, scrolling through that, I'm like, Ooh. no. I mean, oh. that's fine, right? I mean, so it's some of the stuff we still don't have a lot of, right? So, so would, would you one man army any of the ones they've already showed? Well. Um, I don't think you one man army it, but I think like the prime stealth sentinel is two hundred points of playable all day. I think you would debate about some of them, but like so he's a prime rarity sentinel though. Um, the thirty three point sentinels. Um, guy, you cut out on us, Alex. That could eventually make them. You you cut you out. cut out, Alex. Oh, sorry. Do you save any of those sentinels for the leadership figures? I think if you're doing that, you're having a bad day. Because well, I mean, do you see yourself building? I mean, I guess it depends on what other. If you pull a Nimrod, then you could put a 25 point Sentinel and a 275 point Nimrod. Like you could technically do something like that. It'd be theme. Um, right. But. Do you see yourself playing Sentinels just on their own? Like uh, in a normal team? No, non-theme. I don't think so. Maybe. So so in general, you'll probably, if you find yourself building with those leadership figures, you might end up putting those on those teams as sidelines so you actually could call them in or whatever, you know, get right. enough friends to bring uh, in a Sentinel. Why the hell are these things 33 points? Like everything is like zero into a zero or a five nowadays in these well i mean so you can play nine of them and one id card i guess or something like that but or three id ID cards even yeah i think they just want you to play three of them there's something about three that they just like with this (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i don't know what three symbolizes but right um Um, i mean like so if this if if we just jump to Nimrod, right? Do you play Nimrod at 275 or 175? I mean, obviously it depends on the rest of your pools, but what are you looking at off the bat there? I'd be tempted. I don't know if I actually would. I mean, his but... stats are the same to start with. 
I don't know. I think you get an extra hundred points or something else. Yeah, you probably give him a couple hundred point, a hundred points or something else. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it. I guess it's just how reliable is that second trade of his? Ooh, I know, right? <laughs> like if that if, like if you could test that out before Worlds and see how often you actually hit the and the trade is when Nimrod is attacked and would be hit. You may roll two d six if your roll is equal or higher than the attacker's attack roll. Nimrod evades that attack and after resolutions deal the attacker damage equal to their printed damage value. So the question is, is all right, how often are you actually going to hit that and do better than them? Because you right. could have some games where it's like, all right, I hit every single one of those. Nimrod hasn't made an attack yet, and I've scored 100 points. <laughs> Something well, crazy. I'm sure somebody out there knows the math to that. Yeah, yeah, we need to ask Adam what that math is. Yeah, I could tell you the percentages. Yeah. But you also got to think, I mean, I guess you're going against other Colossals. So... That's a that's a tough that's tough. I mean, I I could see. I think the only time you play two seventy five Nimrod is if it's your like third team. Like if you don't have anything better, right? Like if you've built two awesome teams, and you're like, all right, well we still got Nimrod. I'd probably play him at two seventy five because I mean he doesn't have a move a move power like a move and attack power, mm -hmm. but he can still pick an attack power. He heals if he takes two damage, two or more damage. I mean he's still yeah. But you're paying a hundred points for three clicks. I think. You, I mean, if you have other stuff, you could, you've probably got something better. Yeah, right. I agree. Between the six boosters, you should be fine. Um. So the next big one here is I'm having a lot more fun talking about these. Uh, <laughs> yes. Colossals. Yeah. They're definitely more interesting. They're definitely more interesting. I don't know how good many of these we're going to pull, but. Uh, uh, these are just uncommons that we're talking about right now. Right. So, yeah, uh, that is just true. Just th think of how many. Uncommon giant girl. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's true. Pulled from AI in the uncommon slot. Yeah. That's what you're getting right here with Nimrods and Proteus and all of that. Right. Yeah. Proteus and I've got a ton of those. Think yeah. about all those Jakars you pulled. Yeah. <laughs> I think Proteus is just. Proteus is a ton of value at uh, 150. Um, and, I mean, impervious, four damage, perplex. With Pulse, Pulse Wave, wave um, free mind control. Stop click. Uh, with retail. Yeah. Um, I think he's the. I think he's kind of the Jakar of the set there. I mean, Jakar was just really good in sealed too. Um, yeah, because you don't. I don't think you'll really ever play this guy at twenty unless you're going non-theme, because he break. He'll break theme. He only has brood and monster, so mm -hmm. you probably don't want to play twenty points unless. Your th your team is already non-theme, right? Right. Which, when you're in uh, Team Worlds or Team Sealed, your goal typically is let me make all these theme teams first, <laughs> and then right. go. Yeah, it has been the past few sets for sure. Um, man, it's really hard to look at these, Dan, because. I'm still thinking constructed, and every time I look at any of these figures, I think, man, Unimind could just hit him for six. And I'm just <laughs> thinking, man, this is terrible. And I forget I'm in t I'm thinking sealed now. So. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Unimind's not a threat in sealed, thankfully. <laughs> right, not this time. Um, so, Exodus. Uh, 175 or 75. I think he is uh, fine at... Um, 
Yeah. 175. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, he can double target precision strike. He can pulse wave. He well, can, double, he can do that more than that. He can energy explode yeah, with, like, multiple. Explode. He can energy explode precision strike. Yeah. Um, which, that's good. And his leadership power, when he uses it and succeeds, instead of the normal effect, you may remove an action token from up to three adjacent friendly characters that share a keyword with him. Uh, if you do, until your next turn, modify Exodus's combat values by plus one. So For suddenly, each token removed. So suddenly this guy becomes 14-7. Yeah. Um, ten range. Yeah, with ten yeah. range and two targets and all this other cool stuff. And you can definitely make a Brotherhood or an Acolytes team. Well, he's... Yeah, exactly. Um, so. I like that he has... Side note, this isn't really related to Sealed. I like that he has the Herald keyword. <laughs> Just mm. that's side still note. a thing, yeah. Yeah, that like they actually like. Oh yeah, we have this keyword, Harold. Yeah. You haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, we saw it a couple sets ago. Did we? I did. I guess I missed it. Um, I forget. It was one of the guys that had Harold. Um, but no, I get. It. I like it. Um, Sasquatch is probably. The one you're disappointed to pull, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the green whale of the set. Yeah. Um. Now I'm going back to AI just to see what other figures we were disappointed to pull in, because I feel like we're forgetting one or two that I remember pulling and thinking, like all the vehicles. Yeah. Like when we pull, you pulled the spider buggy or the the, the dude buggy, buggy shield yeah. flying car. You're like, man, this is the or worst. Or pulling yeah. like Red Hulk or Hulk. Well, Red Hulk, Hulk especially. Was... Red Hulk. Yeah, bad. Red Hulk was bad. Yeah, or like Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy, or Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl. Uh, the Cree Sentry wasn't bad if you could get three of them. Yeah, Nebula wasn't that great. She was pretty. Yeah, she kind of jumped. But this said, yeah, this def- set doesn't have as many of that. Yeah, I don't definitely think. more value. Um, in this set for certain. Um, I mean, even if you do choose to play him, he's not bad at 50 points. He gives you outwit, which is coveted mm-hmm. and sealed. And he has the... He could charge for four. Yeah, and then use his quake thing if he's given a power like, I mean, it's action. Not, yeah, power action. So it's not terrible. Right. Yeah, that's true. And, and I mean, one key thing with sealed is that you want to have figures with... L- lower point options because the lower points where you're always scrambling to find something i'm sitting at 240 what am i going to fit for 60 points or 30 points so 50 i mean it's not that bad i mean it'll break theme so there might be a scenario where you use them but i mean i wouldn't be that happy with the green dragon either Uh, compared to the other stuff we could have Yeah, I mean, the green dragon's fine at 150, I think. It's not great. It's fine. It's not what you want. Right. <clears throat> so let's uh, let's talk about rares. Uh, rare big guys. Um, Cerebra at 75. Seems pretty clutch. Another outwitter? So yeah, yeah, that's a benefit. Yeah, or one fifty gives you perplex. She could be your t. Uh, she could be your transporter for X Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carry on all your beast and Wolverines. 
Um, I like the Cyclops Sentinel. Who could be carried by Cerebra. Yes. Correct. <laughs> I mean, just from the fact that you can get a pog, um, and the pog is pretty swell. Um, so, I think you play the Cyclops Sentinel at 150 and be ready to pop the pog at any point. Because um, that can just happen to you. Yeah. Um, do you see yourself ever playing him at 300? No. Not unless it's just that bad of a day. Me neither. But there's always going to be that time where you're sitting there and you're looking at this and you're like... Because that's the ultimate thing. You're sitting here with these Colossals and you're like, do I play him at the max I can play him? Mm-hmm. And a majority of the time the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's good to go over which ones were like, yes, no. Cyclops Sentinel? No. Absolutely don't. I think for uh, Nimrod, it's a maybe. Cyclops Sentinel, no, it's a, right. it's enough. What about like, going back to Cerebra? I mean, you could play her at three hundred, and she's got uh, fourteen, nineteen clicks. Is that right? That's a ton of reducers. Yeah, that's nineteen clicks. Hmm. It's five, ten, fifth. It's five, ten, fifth, yeah, nine. Yes, right, nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if she had a better way to heal herself, maybe. I mean, she's more of a team person, but I don't know. I mean, if you if you pull garbage, I mean, you to have a worse. colossal, yeah, you could do worse. I mean, nineteen clicks. That's gonna be hard to go through. She could be outwitted though, so I mean, it's a risk. But yeah, I mean, her defense values aren't that high. I mean, we're not talking about nineteens or twenties here. Yeah. But no, I get what you're saying. Um, Bastion. Yeah, and she gets. I mean, she's got a plus one attack if she's a targeting the X Men keyword. Oh no, other friendly characters. So yeah, it says other. Yeah. Uh, Bastion. I don't think he goes at three hundred though. He probably is a hundred. Mm. If he was a bit more stout at. 200 maybe defensively and he could be the one that you put all those sentinels with yeah because yeah. he because he creates sentinels just off the bat so you'd probably be more willing to put him with that yeah Mm-hmm. I but i mean that's how many clicks uh that's eight clicks for 100 points i mean that for, as far as a point to click ratio i mean that's pretty good i mean his values stink from six to eight but right um, Magneto. Um, I th- I think you could play Magneto at three hundred. I think he'd be the probably the first solid one. I would say at three hundred, because he's probably going to have a twenty-one defense most of the time from range. Yeah. And he's got that, well, I mean, that retail won't come into play. But, yeah, I mean, he's, I like him. Yeah. yeah he has that, what, that top dial, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, if you can get him to call out, you know, top dial, um, 
then I mean that's a big deal. Um, I don't know. I can dig him. I think this is probably. Now you cut out again. Most, you cut, cut out, out again. Out. Oh, yeah. sorry. I think he's going to be the most common uh, retail piece you play. Yeah, I'd agree with Cause, that. Because his keywords match the main keywords in the set outside mm-hmm. of X Men. Yeah, and I think, but I think he's fine. Like at two hundred or one hundred, probably two hundred. Yeah. Actually, probably the better play. It's the same stats, and you can fit other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he can. I mean, but he does the free TK. He does the colossal retail. There's a lot of cool stuff that he yeah, does. Yeah, gets eye blasted. Yeah. Uh, rare red onslaught. Um, yeah. Uh, at three hundred, I don't think he's good. Um, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard. Sorry, it's hard to look at that three hundred and only see the eleven clicks when you look at the previous one with nineteen. Right. Yeah, but him at one fifty, and he can generate a sentinel pog. Um, that's going to be good. Um. Yeah, but he has. I mean, he has nine range. You can't shoot him if you're more than five away. And he masterminds through this pog. Yeah, that's and at three three hundred. You generate two of them. Yeah. So. Right, and they have outwit and six range. Uh, and if you play it at three hundred, you're likely to be able to use that free sentinel thing. I mean, you could probably have a worse team. You could probably have a worse team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I mean, I do like the mind control. Not a lot of power cosmic in this set, though. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I don't know. you got to hit that leadership. and I mean, at least at uh, 150, he has that leadership for two clicks. Um, yeah. So, no, I think you could do worse. Uh, but I think Red Onslaught is, is pretty much a standout at 150. Yeah. All right, and this is the guy. next up. We got the guy that we got to preview. Oh, Eugene. Eugene Torbett Witterspan, the guy that got the gem of Kreatak or Sidorak. whatever Sidorak. Um. So you clearly have to play him at two hundred, right? That's just a, a requirement. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think he's great. He's a fantastic fifty or twenty-five point filler piece. Yeah, he doesn't count against your theme team, so right. So, um, I think he's absolutely fantastic for. Um, I think he's absolutely fantastic for that last bit of theme. The last bit of team. I mean, empowers money. That quake likely not to get pulled off. Probably the best place for it to get pulled off is in sealed. Yeah. Um, so up next we have our prime. So something you're not likely to pull. No. But if you do pull him, you're probably playing prime colossus at uh, 150. Because he is stout at 150. Invincible, yeah. colossal retail, uh, move destroys blocking. Um, Deals you a pen damage when he does it. Right. I think he's plenty, plenty of money there. Yeah, uh, and then one of the bigger cl- uh, sentinels can carry him because he's only a giant. So, 
Um, but I wouldn't even be sad to see him at 100, really. But I think 150 is his sweet spot. Um, Wendigo. I think this is probably the rare one you're disappointed to get. Uh, probably like pulling the rare Red Hulk. Really? <laughs> he can heal above his starting line with still energy. Yeah. He's way better than Red Hulk. Okay. I think he's great at 15. Yeah, he is. Like, but that's your big. That's one of your big guys. That's 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 one sixth of your big guys being a Wendigo. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. We're gonna pull six Wendigos in three weeks. Well, then so one of one yeah. of us is playing six Wendigos at fifteen yeah. points. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not, I guess. There's yeah. nine. There's ninety points of Wendigos. Yeah. You could do. You could do a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I, I just like. I mean, I like him, and I don't like him. I mean, just I'm you just wouldn't gonna... play him at a hundred points. <sighs> that's rough. That's that's hard to pick. Probably. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it depends. Do you? It depends if you have a retailer. Because if you play him at fifteen, he's a huge target. Everyone's gonna be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, gonna gonna go kill this guy because he's only a 17. He's got invulnerability, but you know what? It's he's not that big of a deal. Easy fifteen points. So if you got a retailer, they're either gonna ignore him and go after the retailer, or they're gonna hit him and you get to retail. Right. So he's like bait at fifteen, I think, because he has no retail at fifteen. If anyone's bothered to look at him. So. No. Right. Um. So what about the rare dragon? You know what? I could see you playing the rare dragon at two seventy five with a sentinel. Um. Yep. There. There. I said it. I said it. You heard me. That's tough. Yeah. I like... I, hmm. It's got 17 clicks. Yeah. There's not a lot of, like, end cap in the set to, like, kill Vage when we, we didn't either. Um, I mean, she doesn't have to go tiny. Um, you know, she doesn't have to go tiny. She can just start out with the big dial. Um, 19 Invincible with Shape Change. That's pretty good. Uh, 175 is not bad either. I mean, that's energy explosion, 4 damage, shape change. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think that could be fine. I, w I wish that she could somehow avoid unavoidable damage. Yeah. Because yeah. I would be tempted to play her at 275 with the Sentinel like you are talking about. Start her out on that human click, essentially just to kind of move her around um, into position and then just, I don't know if you'd actually want to push her to get back to her starting click. I mean, if she av avoided unavoidable, but she doesn't. Right, yeah. So, doesn't. yeah, I don't know. That's... I guess they could just kill your Sentinel and just run. Yeah, I mean... Mm. But, I mean, if she... I mean, I don't know. If, uh, if they take damage, 
I mean, they wouldn't get out unavoidable damage, but like an end cap would still <coughs> activate her. She, I think her the thing she has going for is she has the X Men keyword, so she could be put on a lot of teams, and you can use her as a pseudo stop click. So I could see her being played at seventy five points again on a team that has, um, I don't know, Dark Phoenix, which right. we'll get to in a second. Like something with X Men team ability, have her on that stop click at seventy five or that special click on seventy five. Oh, they shot my. Jean Grey or whatever, well then you get to use her ability and they don't take damage and she goes to her starting click. So I I, th- I see her being played that way more than seeing her at top. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, because that's how I see her being played and constructed down the road, is use her as an out for one attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That She's one of those figures that you pull and you're like, huh, and so you like put it off to the side, but not in the Deadpool <laughs> Windigo pile, but in the uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll play her. Yeah. Right. So up next is uh, Dark Phoenix. Um, man, uh, Dark Phoenix at thirty on an X Men team is value, um, yeah. or even Hellfire Club. Uh, Dark Phoenix may just go on to a 300-point team as well. Because she can keep herself alive. Yeah. Um, by continuously yeah. healing. Yeah, she's like Wendigo. She can heal past her starting one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she gets a shot off and starts to heal. Um, she actually has a stop click there, right? She actually heals up into a stop click. She heals into a stock click if you start her at 300, yeah. Oh, wow. Which is, like, worse than the click she was on. But. But. Yeah. I mean. You can heal above that and have two stock clicks to have to go through then. Right, if she can KO two small things. Yeah, you could heal her up to, like, running shot pulse wave even. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Alex? I think this is... It'd be tempting to play her at 300, but I think ma- majority of the people, once again, are going to use her at 30 points for the retail because it's just a dangerous retail. Because she right. could go to a retail, I retail on you, I kill your your Windigo or whatever little piece that you have. Because she doesn't have Colossal Indifference either. No. So she retails, hits whoever hit, and then she can then target whoever she wants to to deal three, 11 attack, 3 damage. Mm-hmm. And so she, oh, she healed up, and now she's on sidestep. Uh, or she, she can heal up with retail, and then she sidestepped RCEs and then heals up again, and then heals up yep. again, and now she's a hypersonic piece. And yeah, gets, so I, 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 dangerous. I think you, I think nine times out of ten, she's played at thirty points because, like I said before, you're thirty to twenty is where you're sit, typically sitting with the SEAL team, and you're like, man, I just need. Another aim guy. You know, I need another 20 to 30 point figure to fit on here. So I think you're most likely playing her at 30 just right. to be a huge threat. Because she has imperv on her stop click. Right. So unless your person does penetrating, which I don't know how many people in the set actually do outside the Colossals. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so she's a super rare, so in Realms, she's not as a super rare. Um, 
but she was previewed as a super rare. Um, Kuroka. Um, Kuroka just has colossal retail for like all of its dial. Just about. My Kuroka. Um. Uh, ch -ch 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 maybe one fifty. Yeah. Eh. All right. Cool. Sidestep poison. Yeah. No range. I don't. Yeah. He's he probably is a super rare that you're like. Yeah. Man, yeah. he looks he looks sweet, but he is gonna stay in his box, <laughs> and he's gonna go over there in my bag. Yeah, honestly, he's probably the Groot of uh, AI sealed. Just... Yeah, I mean, because if Groot was one of your super, I mean, Groot's fantastic, but playing Groot at four at uh, one hundred and fifty points or whatever was not a good time. But you'd still play Groot at twenty, though. Yeah. You won't play. You won't play Krakoa or whatever on seventy. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he's worse. I get it. <laughs> he's a cool fig. He's one people have been wanting, and he looks cool. Yeah, and he might be cool down the road and constructed. I just don't see it in sealed. It sure. just looks bad. All right, Shadow King, um, phasing teleport, mind control at one fifty with a prob with uh, three bolts, eight range. Power Cosmic. Power Cosmic. I can dig it. I he reduces penetrating. Man. Can't be targeted targets. by four away. You know, he has the five, oh, yeah, five away protection. Uh, pulse wave. So This this is the Living Tribunal. Or uh, who was the other? That Lord Chaos and Master Order. Have full range of the board. It's just going to be not fun. Infinity. So that one of, some of those figures that you pulled in AI, right? And you were happy, you pulled them. Yep, exactly. So, uh, Mojo. Hmm. Um, he's got the five away trait. Yeah. Um, he's got the... Making who anywhere on the map make an attack if you have enough tokens. Yeah, I mean, I think you gotta, I think you play him at 75 and get the board tokens up there and then voop him across the map and punk something. Like, use the sidestep to pick up a light so that he can go over and smash somebody with a light object and at least do four damage to him. Well, he does have perplex on that, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. You can yeah. go 12 attack, yeah. four damage with a light, so... You know, remember, that's another good sealed tip is just always remember to pack your objects and then always play three lights because that's your zero range pieces can at least do six range, two damage. Very true. All right, and then the last one that we have previewed is Iceman. Um, Iceman's money. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. He's going to cost money, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's going to cost money. At 100 points, he's 11... 11 movement, charge, 12 attack, 3 damage, outlet with blades. Uh, and then when he KOs a giant or a colossal, he can keep doing it. He's colossal vulture. Yep, colossal. He's, he's a colossal vulture. He's Voltron. Uh, his end cap is uh, close attack and end cap. And just, I don't know what else he doesn't have. Um, he's badass. Yep. Seven. He's ten. got X Men keyword. Rock and roll with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I guess to go back to what we were talking about before, I don't think you play him 
at 300. No. I mean, the 13 attack is tempting, but he's a charging piece. So you're going to have to take a couple turns to get up there, which means they could take a couple turns to shoot you. So he's more of a 100 point, 15 point, maybe 200 point, but 300 I think is a bad move just because. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. So. Um, to go back on your point real quick, Dark Phoenix I believe is a rare. Really? Yeah, the the her icon, you know, the thing that the the picture yeah. because she's all orangey, it looks like a super rare, but the circle yeah, below her, her it's just a flame oh, first of okay. her yeah. even better. So But she's listed as a rare here. Yeah. yeah okay. Never mind then, so even better. Yeah, so she'll you might see her more often than not. Yeah, even better. I'll play a couple Dark Phoenixes. Um, all right. So, so obviously the ones we were talking about, they're they're still missing quite a few colossals. Sure. So yeah. we're missing as of now. We're missing three uncommons, one rare, two super rares. Right. So we're missing six. One being uh, like the super rare prime, right? Like uh, uh, super yeah. rare prime, yeah. So I think what I would say as far as like the rest of the f smaller set review uh, are the smaller figures. I think our advice is focus on your big guys, then build around your big guys. Little guys. Well, are you? Oh yeah, build. Yeah, sorry, build around your big guys. Build with around guys. your big guys. Yeah. Because that's exactly what I was thinking when we were looking at all the comments. I'm like, well, I guess it depends on what I pull on the big guy. If I pull a Shadow King. I'm not going to play half of these figures. <laughs> if I pull a, a Dark Phoenix, uh, who cares about yeah. the rest of these figures? Right. Right. Because I, I, I would say this this set, so far what we've seen, is definitely beefier Colossals than what we got in Avengers Infinity. Yeah, like, by far. With, I'd agree with that. Because we don't have the terrain or the, the vehicles to kind of muck it up a bit. And even the crappy ones we were talking about there were only like four or five that we were absolutely no or don't play it, which is pretty good. Right. All right. Well, let's switch into listener questions for tonight. Um, so the first question comes from Benjamin Norris. I think we talked about this. So how fun does the new Iceman Colossal look? Fantastically. Um, so quick question about that. I didn't I don't I didn't watch that episode. Does he actually reference it to Voltron or is it just he looks like Voltron so everyone is calling him Voltron Iceman? I didn't get a good look at it. But... No, he just looks like Voltron. I don't think he actually references Voltron. Okay. I was just curious. I, I don't remember that episode. Um which I should, but I didn't watch all of a X Men animated. Yeah, I don't even think that that's a... It looks more like a... It's like some kind of animal head on his... Like his helmet, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, it was from the comics, not from the not from the it's show. It's not from the show. I yeah. mean, Voltron had an animal head, though. Yeah, but a... it's, not, it's not that lion, though. It's just something else. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll Google Voltron Iceman. It was, from a, it was from an episode of X-Men uh, Gold... From like ah. 2014 or so. Wolverine and the X-Men number 34. Oh, that yeah. explains why I didn't see it, so. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it looks like he was, the Blackbird was flying in on this comic, and he has a giant sword, and they're fighting against some big green guy oh, yeah. in the Savage Land, possibly. The Iceman's punking some stuff. Yeah. Big green guy's punching some stuff. Yeah, he's just kind of got like a, you know, it's like a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, like, you know, Zord, like, Voltron, <laughs> like, giant robot thing, you know, going with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, Brian Poland writes in, how many Wendigos is too many? Asking for a friend. Ooh. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like him to collect, and I like him probably for monster constructed. Uh, I don't know. Probably get four of them. He's mystical, too. Yeah. I would say in sealed, any more than one is too many. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, for your for your collection, I don't know. Probably ten. That's too many. I think ten's too many. I want to have a couple. Yeah, I want to have four or five of them for sure. I could see someone like PJ collecting like 20 of them just to be able to run a 300-point Wendigo team. That's mm. just 20 at 15 points each. <laughs> no, gosh. Nobody's going to do that. No. Richard uh, Leo. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, Richard Leo writes in, Best Winegard Pogs, Impact of Him on Modern and House Games. Um, so I think Richard, I think there's two things here. I haven't had a lot of time to think about this. I am going to write a Majestics article about it afterwards. Um, but the things that pop out is definitely Kismet for the Cosmic Enclave. Um, Isaac. Uh, Isaac and then, uh, Kiro for, um... I don't know how to say that. Cairo, the Green Lantern Pog. Oh, the one from the uh, Super Friends one? Yeah. So I think what's the neatest about that one in particular is that it's an autonomous support piece, and you can get access to it by just playing Green Lantern as a Super Friend. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Same All reason, right. like, in general, if you're just playing Chase Iceman... Um, yeah, you get the, uh, the ice clones. You can get the ice clones off of Chase Iceman without having to just put him on your sideline just for Jason. So I think there's just a lot of value there if you're playing a Jason-based team. I think there's uh, potential in Legion. Because uh, if Legion make pogs or something? Yeah, the B version makes the chains. Which they don't have good stats, but they have like nine attack damage. But they have a movement power, autonomous flight. When this character hits with a close attack after resolutions, generate a chain bystander. Yeah, I mean they can keep making themselves right. What about yeah. That, what so, about that new Mister Sinister? Yeah, I mean he makes four different pogs. Right. Yeah. So if you want options, like if you're tight on sideline space, he would be great to just plop out there and you've got four options he's got a pulse wave pog who has leadership yeah that that too yeah is this one of the oh this is the nasty boy with the force blast pulse wave ruckus yeah ruckus mm -hmm. um 
yeah that's uh I like it. I mean, the problem is, is that you're limited by the number of ID cards and mm -hmm. sideline space. Um, I do like the Mr. Sinister. I mean, that's a good one. Um, Stegron wouldn't be terrible. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking of figures that have multiple bystanders. So that way, if you're stuck with only one sideline spot available, you can have multiple options for those two pods you can eventually make. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, and he's got the Hawkeye um, mind control, which I think is really his big boom. I mean, would you play like Ultra Chase Thanos on the sideline to get a screen? You can't, because yeah. uh, window guard's limited to they have to be uh, 150 points top dial. Oh, it has to be his top dial, doesn't it? Yeah, he's just over. Yeah. yeah. So you can't play any of the Colossals like Groot or anything like that because they, they top out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking for a reason to play an Ultra Chase Thanos just as a sideline piece. Uh, to be fair, I did think about that. <laughs> He's just a tiny bit too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want a reason to play Ultra Chase Thanos on the sideline. <laughs> I'd, play, I'd play him as a blue flame if he had the Eternals keyword. That would have been a good reason to do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. An Ultra Chase Thanos would be a must-have piece. Um, uh, Nicholas Strife uh, writes in um, among the standard size characters what are your must play must play figures in sealed I don't know I, don't I mean know. We, we skipped all of them we, we, we haven't <laughs> seen them all yet either we haven't seen them all and realistically Nicholas we are I think us personally on the podcast we are prepping for team worlds we are not necessarily prepping for pre-releases yeah. Uh, typically in a set like this we would be prepping for pre-release but pre-release is only a week and we've got like two days to get in and um, play this before we leave um, and come down uh, actually for us it's just one day on that Wednesday mm -hmm. so um, Alex are you going to be able to get in one on Wednesday or you, do you get one at all uh, no I don't get one at all I Ours are usually Thursday and Sunday. Like yeah. I, my the store I run events at are on Sunday, and so it's like I can't even run it. I'm gonna have to ask someone local to run an event while I'm gone because I won't be back in time. Yeah, hopefully so, <laughs> to run it on right, Sunday. Exactly. So. so I think what we'll do for for prep is on that Wednesday we will um, video conference you in because uh, Sam, Jason, and I will have boosters and then we'll just yeah. practice building our team seal teams from that what um, i would like what i'd like to do is if we could do this in our facebook group just reach out and try to get a general distribution people who are you know opening them for i mean we could do that at release but mm -hmm. also for hey you ran an event tonight and you guys opened a whole brick what what you pull you know what what, what were your co uh, your distribution for colossals and for your Right. normal figs just to kind of get a rough idea of what we might be in for for worlds yeah no, um, now exactly. I, I i will say this if you are building this for for pre-releases and whatnot both title characters in this set they're both super rares i think are phenomenal legion is awesome on either of his clicks so i, I he's probably outside of the, the colossals my most desired fig out of this set is legion um, and then, as we were talking about earlier, Mr. Sinister, I mean, for 100 points, 
he does a lot for 100 points, and those generics that he pops, not generics, the bystanders he pops out, really good, the nasty boys. So if you pull either of them, you have to build around them. They're just really, really, really good. Right. Um, Richard Shaw writes in... Oh, sorry, I skipped Ben again. Uh, Benjamin, uh, yes, Common Wolverine is probably the new... You have to sideline a Wolverine if you're playing a Wolverine ID card. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, Richard Shaw, or Paradise Clicks, writes in all meta characters. Um, and then Richard Shaw writes in, what are the best three maps to use for Cobic Trader? Poison Ivy's Greenhouse, Metal Arena, and Galador Promenade. Maybe a Muck Time. Maybe Hedge Maze? Maybe. Yeah, because the, the whole free phasing for her with the cube is good on on that map because you could just go through the hedge, basically, call something in, and then come back. Like, right. have be carried back with Trader. So I know Hedge Maze is a pretty big one. Right. Uh, Michael Fitzpatrick writes in, Chase White Cream is certainly good, but not great. Uh, which one is the White Queen? She's the one that gives you, like, can't be shot within six. Did I just miss her? I think he was in. She was in the Scott Porter preview. Yeah, uh, she's all right. Yeah. The, oh, the Emma. Yeah, Emma you can't. Frost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's too much close. There's too much being able to voop and get in there, and then you can still shoot her. Mm-hmm. She she's gonna be great as a call in. Yes, I do like her as a call in. Because she could pop in, use her range thing, and target any number of characters who are lower point value for mind control. And then she has, I mean, she's going to be impossible to kill. She's got an outwit, which any call-in outwits, great. So I think she's going to see a lot more playing outwitter, but, or as, a, as an ID character. All right, Aaron Young has a question for you, Jason. How would you make a competitive X-Men team for Worlds? Oh, gosh. I wish I had the good answer for this. Because we tried a lot of little variations. But, like, I mean, the base that I've been playing with has been Lila Cheney and three Wolverines, super rare Wolverines, and a Cyclops. That's where I start at, usually. That's what I've had most success with. And you can kind of, like, tailor it from there however you want to go with it. Like, ID card, that last... That last 75 points you can do a lot of different stuff with, but I don't know that any of it just puts it over. Nothing just puts it over the top right now. Right. Yeah. But Jason, what about the Blackbird? I think the Blackbird just gets shot. Like... <laughs> I mean, the Blackbird gets shot, but there's just too much mind control for the Blackbird. Yeah, I just... There's too much... There's too much mind control for the Wolverines. Yeah. There's nothing that gives them anything to protect them from mind control is like right. the biggest problem I've seen with it. Yeah, and there's not a lot of any things that pick powers right now. Be- yeah, Darwin's not good against anything, really. Right. Darwin's good, not good against like 85% of the field right now. Yeah. Like, and they're, and they all, they don't have a lot, of, there's not a lot of, not a lot of clicks there. I mean, right. they're their own worst enemy against a lot of the mind control stuff. Right. And even, and even when you crit miss with the Wolverine on last click, you're still happy. Yeah, because he just die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have a hard time with all the shape changes. Super senses. Mm-hmm. 
And even impervious, I mean, that's out there. I mean, the Cyclops doesn't, but, I mean, there is a good bit of impervious out there. Yeah, I mean, you can do that a little bit of ID call-ins and stuff because you can get exploit as a, from Psylocke ID. You yeah. can play a sprite. But the shape change in senses comes first. So. Yeah, and that's that's way more prevalent right now. Yeah. I wish I could say it was really, really good right now, but I just can't do it. Right. Um, so Christian Bojan writes in, How good can Hellfire Club be? Um, you know what? This was actually something that Richard Leo brought up in our group. Um, that Black King at 100 with Prime Mags and Super Rare Emma from XXS and then two Tri-Sentinels is uh, pretty good. Um, so the Black King has the two stop clicks at the end. Um, he's got plus one defense for every token and Prime Mags gives out um, another one defense and he's actually really good on his stop clicks. Um, and then Tri Sentinels do good. I don't know. I think it's one of those like maybe teams. Could you run a hundred point Tri Sentinel? You could run a hundred point Tri Sentinel instead of Black King, but Black King's a little bit more uh, oomph. Has a little more oomph to him. Yeah. Does he? I mean, I don't he know. He's outwit. He does. That gives that team outwit. They could just kind of ignore him a little bit. Yeah, but he's going to be calling in good ID cards. And uh, yeah, he is. And he's got sidestep. I mean, they're both a hundred points. Yeah. I can dig it. I can dig either Black King or the Hunter Tri Sentinel on there. I like the hundred point Tri Sentinel. Right. Richard uh, Richard Leo came. There's up nothing with wrong the, with this either. Right. Are we talking strictly for worlds, or are we talking just in general? I'm just talking about for worlds right now. Yeah. Because I think in general, bef- after worlds, it's going to totally depend on the Phoenix figure that we're supposedly going to get for Hellfire Club. Because I'm just not. Dark Phoenix has Hellfire Club. No, uh, no, I'm mean, talking about this chase. The chase. Oh yeah, that very well could be. We're, yeah. Right. yeah, we're so. I mean, yeah, even that Dark Phoenix though that you, we, you were talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, I think Hellfire Club is kind of like on the good teams, but not great teams. It's on the verge. But right. after X Men drops, I think it could go up because right. of Dark Phoenix, the other the chases we've got, the chases that we haven't seen. I think that could propel it to go further but worlds i mean unless you're a diehard hellfire club fan i mean i wouldn't play it but that's just me you just play five tri sentinels i tried that (laughs) and and call it a hellfire club team it it is it did okay (laughs) it did okay if you want to be comically uh accurate i don't know if that's if I would really call a five tri-sentinel yeah, team a hellfire we, we, all, we all know that competitive clicks is not about comic <laughs> accuracy, Alex. Hey, that you know what? Fair. It's a named theme team, therefore it's casual. That is not always <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That used to be true. <laughs> That's definitely, that is definitely not true anymore. Yeah. So, um, Matthew DePaz, uh, with our with our final question, we are we will go over WWE powers um, a little bit later in more depth. Uh, we're we're going to be at a two hour episode today, and I want to be able to devote a good amount of time to this. Um, whenever I had a little bit more time to soak it up, um, but no, WWE powers fantastic. And it'll be good once we, if we get some more WWE 
like previews. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. now that we finally see the powers, I'm excited to look at these figures. Yeah. I, I hated seeing all these previews and being like, all right, well, that's 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 a cool power. I don't know what it does, so I don't know if I should be hyped for this figure or not. But now I'm going back and looking at him. I'm like, oh yeah, get hype, right. get hype, man. <laughs> right. Woo 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 woo. That's right. So yeah, I mean, we'll come back to that. Uh, we definitely want to do an in-depth review of all the WWE powers and WWE clicks. I'm sure we'll have a whole episode devoted to it. Yes. Closer to time it comes out. Now I keep seeing September is when it's coming out. I don't know. I got my stuff pre-ordered, so I'm ready either way. Yeah. So um, let's transition to final thoughts, Alex. Um, man, my final thought, I'm excited for Worlds. Can't wait to do some... I look at all these Colossals now. I can't wait to see what Colossals we pull. So, I'm super pumped for X-Men. I think the artwork yeah. that we've seen on the boxes is fantastic. So, the, the light blue really makes me want to buy the set more. Right. So. Uh, Jason, final thoughts? We uh, lost uh, my laptop. Uh, this is being recorded on the new laptop. So, first episode on the new laptop. Uh, lost about the last minute of this episode, so getting the new laptop going here. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening to Clickstoff today, and we'll talk to you all next time.